0: Father, bless these words to our hearts, in Jesus' name. Turning your Bibles, please, to Ephesians chapter 5. In verse 15, Watch how carefully you walk, not as unwise, but as wise ones, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. For this reason do not be foolish, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The Word of God says in John 10.10 that Satan is a thief. One of the things that he desires to steal from you is your time. And this is a very valuable commodity. Recognize something. If you consider the blood of Christ and its effect on time, then you'll start to see how valuable time actually is. Some people say time is money. They have no idea the value of time. Now, God has given you a certain quantity of time. For every person, it's a little bit different. On average, God says it's in the ballpark of 70 years. And if you are physically stronger somehow, or in our day, you have good medical care, then you can pull it out a good bit longer. That's great. Except you still have only a limited amount of time. David said, teach us to number our days. Teach us to recognize that our time is limited. Now, the Word of God says in Romans 14.23 that whatever is not of faith is sin. In Psalm 103.12, Sin is removed as far as the east is from the west. That necessarily means that sin is removed from time. Because where you have space, you also have time. Where you have time, you have space. Einstein showed us this. Because Psalm 103.12 is a geographic reference, a spatial reference, It's dealing with time. So sin is removed from time. Hebrews 8.12 says God doesn't remember your sin anymore and the reason is because sin is removed from time. In Matthew 7.23 there are those people who were not saved that Jesus never a time reference knew. Their entire life never had faith, therefore their entire life amounted to sin. It was removed from time. What you go to heaven with is the time that you have redeemed. To redeem it means to buy it back. Now, you have an old sin nature. All of us do. There is an enemy that you are dealing with. He is Satan. He is in control of this world system. He's called the God of this world. He's not actually a god, but the world treats him like he is. And so he's the one who is pulling the strings. He's the one that's making things happen in the world system. That's why the world is frequently very wicked. Because Satan is in charge of the world system. He's not in charge of you. What you want to do is you want to buy back your time. The word of God says, buy the truth, don't sell it. That's redeeming time. You want to buy back your time. You're going to buy something. You don't have the option. You're going to buy something. You're going to buy godliness. You're going to buy sin. And the currency is time. This is what you buy it with. And so you will give your time to certain things. Those things may be valuable, those things may not be valuable. I'm not saying that you have to be a workaholic, I'm not saying that you have to be legalistic, I'm not saying that you can't have any fun, but you do want to buy back every moment that you can, regardless of what you are doing. Buying back the time means that you are utilizing your time with truth. Now, you can go out and play a football game and still have truth in your frame of reference. So, it's not so much about what you do. It's really about how you think and who you are. Because how you think will determine who you are. And so, you want to buy that back. You don't want to be influenced by ungodliness. People don't often realize it because in Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, Satan, the god of this world system, has blinded their minds. And he blinds them because they don't believe. They don't believe God, they don't believe the word of God, they don't believe the heart of God, they don't believe the love of God. They have nothing to buy back because they've turned away from it. You are not like that. You have a lot you can buy back. Every born-again believer has the ability and the opportunity to buy back a tremendous number of moments, really. In fact, every moment that God has allocated to them, they can buy back. You have, let's say, for the sake of debate, 80 years. Okay, how much of that 80 years will you have when you're done. And it's not that you're going to have all 80 years when you're done because you've died at 80. It's because you've bought something back that's what will determine what you have. Whatever is not of faith is sin. That amount of your life is erased out of time. It's taken out of time by the blood of Christ. Now, that's very good because if we maintained our sin, if we retained sin, if we keep it, then God could not deal with us the way that he deals with us. Our whole relationship to God, the fact that we're going to heaven when we die, is all based on the activity of the blood. So the fact that the blood of Christ will take away sin is an extremely good thing because sin is an extremely damaging thing. But yet at the same time, How much of my time is a purchase of sin? And that might not be outward sin. I'm not talking about robbing banks and killing people. I'm talking about thinking apart from the mind of God. Selling the truth with your time to buy something else. Buying things that are deceitful. Buying self-orientation selfishness, self-centeredness, some of the worst things you can buy, self-righteousness. Self-pity is a killer. Don't ever buy that. But then also other things, buying distractions. People frequently buy distractions. A lot of people will try to escape in distractions because they don't know how to cope with the things they're dealing with. God gives you the ability to cope if you'll buy The ability to cope. You buy it with your time. How do I buy the ability to cope? I take the time and I use it to give me what I need from God, from the Word of God, to deal with my situations. I take my time and I use it to receive from the Word of God, to pray, to go to God about my circumstances, to get wise counsel, I take my time and I use it. How do you use it? That's going to determine what you're buying and what you're selling. Now, God offers you His life. God offers you all things. God offers you everything that you need, everything you could possibly desire. God offers you these things. But there's a price. Now, salvation is for free. Grace, you don't have to earn. But certain things come at a price. Did you know that you have to pay to sin? You do. If you want to sin, you're going to pay a price. And people who enter into sin agree to pay that price. Let's say something that young people have to cope with a lot, and often they cope with it well, and often they don't. And this is true as much for Christians as for non-Christians. Kids smoking cigarettes. When I was in school, I was in middle school, across the street was a house. It was a corner house with one of those farmyard fences, you know, the three poles, the wood poles. And these 12 year old, 13 year old kids would be sitting on those fences smoking cigarettes. Oh, they're so cool. Well, they thought they were buying something. They were buying status. They were buying being impressive. They were buying something. They were buying acceptance. But what were they buying with? In order to buy one thing, you have to sell another. What were they selling? Well, they were selling their health. And buying what they thought would be their acceptance or being cool or status or what have you, they were buying actually something else. Satan deceived them. Satan had blinded their mind. Remember, Satan is a liar. And if he speaks, he lies. And so, Satan lied to them, said, okay, smoke cigarettes, you can be cool, smoke cigarettes, you can have status, smoke cigarettes, people will like you, they'll think you're something, you're going to be accepted. That's what they thought they were buying. But in reality, they were buying emphysema. Do you know what emphysema is? Emphysema is a hardening of the lungs. It comes with the very first cigarette. Because it's a response to the cigarette smoke by your immune system, and your immune system is what's doing the damage. It hardens the lungs, and if you harden them enough, Eventually the lungs can't expand and contract and one day you take a breath and you cannot exhale in portions of your lungs. That doesn't happen the whole lung all at once, but eventually it will be. That person is holding their breath forever. They can't exhale. That's terrible. Or maybe you're buying heart disease. Maybe you're buying cancer. You're buying nothing good. But Satan sold you this bill of goods. Now, had they been smart, they would have taken the time and they would have bought something else. They wouldn't have gotten into those things. All sin works like that, no matter what the sin is like. Satan sells it with a lie, but you're buying something you don't realize. Well, God says, buy back your time. Buy your time. In other words, get into the things of God. Get into the things that will actually profit you, that will prosper you, that will benefit you. Stop wasting your time on things that do damage to you, and use your time for things that benefit you. In truth, in Colossians four five, the word of God says, "Walk in wisdom." By the way, all is walk in wisdom. You want to do something that will really buy back time? Get wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Toward those who are outside. That means toward those people who are not saved. Walk in wisdom toward those who are unsaved. Redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Now, this is very important. Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. If you walk in wisdom toward those who are lost, you're going to win them. Or you're going to plant the seeds that will result in their getting saved. That's eternal. That's time you cannot lose. That is time you will be highly rewarded for. That's a good use of time. Now, you don't necessarily have to be telling absolutely everybody about Christ. You'd never do anything else. We don't get religious in it. We don't strive in it. We're simply available when the Holy Spirit says, speak to that when you speak to them. And we do it on purpose. Now, there are certain things that are valuable and certain things that are not. And the value is not in this world, the value is eternal. There's a lot of people, and this isn't in and of itself wrong at all. This may be God's will for you and that's fine. But it cannot be the primary thing in your life. It cannot come first in your life. But there's a lot of people who spend a whole lot of time, let's say in business. There's nothing wrong with being a businessman. There's nothing wrong with being a successful businessman. There's nothing wrong with any of that at all, so long as it's in the proper order. Now, they will get into business and they will focus on it, certain ones, so much they forget everything else. Sometimes people get into business so much and they forget their children. Because their job occupies them so much they never spend time with their children. And then they have tremendous regret in their life because all of a sudden the children are grown up, they're no longer at home, and they had children and never got to enjoy a relationship with their children. And the loss was amazing. They bought something and they sold something with their time. That's what I'm saying. Keep it in right order. God says keep things in right order with Him. Because some things before God are valuable, some things are not. People think money is valuable. Money has value on earth, certainly. You can't do things without it. Nobody is saying that it doesn't have it. But realize in heaven gold is pavement. Gold is what the streets and the sidewalks are made of. Do you ever go up and try to dig up a gravel or dig up a piece of concrete and take it home and set it in your safe and say, now I'm rich? That's what people do as far as God goes. Now, you use your time wisely. First Corinthians 3.13 says each one's work will become clear because that work is how you're using your time. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says that God will evaluate what you have used your time for in life. And each one's work will become clear. The day will declare it, and that is to say the day that you are standing before the Bema seat, that will declare what sort of work you were involved in. Because it will be revealed by fire. That fire is going to unmask it and it's not a fire at the Bema Seat it's a fire in your daily details. A trial can really reveal what you're buying and what you're selling. And the trial will reveal what you've bought and what you've sold. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures this is on the foundation of the word of God if it endures he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, yet he himself will be saved as though by fire. In other words, he'll be saved, but he's going to be receiving very few rewards. But he'll be in heaven. Thank God he's not in hell. Now, here's the thing. There are some things you can take with you. And these are the things that you have redeemed with your time. Redeeming the time means you get that portion of time to take with you into eternity. The blood of Christ removes sin from time, but it does not remove what is not sin. 1 Corinthians 3 tells us three things right there. Faith, redemption, and love. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Those things you can take with you. The things that you do in faith, you can take with you. So how do I redeem my time? I operate in faith. I trust God. I think with the word of God. I operate in faith. Well, you're going to take that with you. Every moment of your life where you function in faith, where you think with the word of God, you get to keep that you take that to heaven with you. Every time you exercise redemption, redemption means, for example, forgiveness. The things that happen as a result of Christ going to the cross. So, I receive forgiveness for myself if I sin, and that I get to keep with me. That's redemption. I get to keep that portion of time with me. I forgive somebody else for what they have done, I get to keep that portion of time with me. If I don't forgive them it's sin, I lose that portion of time. I exercise the blood of Christ so I have a clear conscience, whether it's something I did or somebody did against me. I use the blood of Christ properly, applying it to the details of my circumstances, and God says, I get to keep that time. That is time that I take with me. I live in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. That really great stuff because it is really great stuff and I get to keep every moment of it with me. I take that to heaven. But there are some other things that I also take to heaven. You suffer. You go through a difficult trial. But you think correctly with the mind of Christ through the trial. Well, every moment in a trial that you thought correctly using the mind of Christ, you get a reward for that. You take that moment with you. Or maybe you go out and you win souls. Every soul that gets saved, whether you are the one who planted the seeds and somebody else won them to Christ or whether you won them to Christ, The reward is equal. They are a part of the inheritance you receive in heaven. Souls you invest in, you take that with you. And for everything that you take with you, you receive a reward. For every moment of time that you take with you, you receive a reward. For every soul that you won or that you had a hand in it, you receive a reward. Every time you respond to God in faith, every time you apply the word of God in the details of your life, you receive a reward. Every time you choose to simply let things go, and sometimes people wonder, how can I let things go? Because you're not centered on yourself. You're not focused on yourself. You're not focused, therefore, also on the details of what somebody has done or what has happened. You receive a reward every time that happens. Every time that happens, your opportunity for rewards is unbelievably high. And the quantity and quality of your rewards are beyond anything that can even be described in Ephesians 3.20. Remember, gold is roadway. So the rewards, which God says are valuable, They're beyond anything earth has to offer. You buy back time. And the way you do it is you buy it back with the things of God. Don't sell your time. Don't sell it out for sin. Don't sell it out for pettiness. Don't sell it out for selfishness. Don't sell it out for stupidity. Don't sell it out for the world. Don't sell it out for Satan's crowd. Don't sell your time. Your time is a gift to you. Don't sell it. A lot of people do sell their time. And the Christians who sell their time in the end, the Bible said they'll be ashamed. Because they don't get a reward. They'll be in heaven. Thank God they'll be in heaven. But when they come to a reward ceremony and you don't get a reward... What's that? That's gotta be awful. No, you wanna buy back all your time. Not only for the rewards, but also for the quality of your life. Did you know that things that are not of God hurt people? They do. Why? Because they come from the enemy. There's only the two kingdoms. And everything's either one kingdom or another kingdom, but everything is of a kingdom. Sometimes people like to say, well, there's a middle ground, there's a gray area. No, there really isn't. God says there isn't. The kingdom of light has no fellowship, nothing to do at all with the kingdom of darkness. You can't mix them, there's no common ground, there's no middle ground. And so, you want your life to be high quality. Now, if Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, John 10.10 says he does, What benefit is that to you? What positive outcome do you receive from that? None whatsoever. None in eternity either. The best way to lose is to trade your time. Give it away, buy something that has no value and then you lose. There's a song that says he is no fool who trades what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. That's a true statement. It's wisdom to trade what you can't keep for that which you can't lose. You can't keep the things of the world. If that is your portion, if that is your focus, if that's what your life is about, you can't keep it. On the other hand, when your life is about the things of God, regardless of what you're doing, you're out there and you are doing your job. Maybe you're an accountant or a doctor, a teacher, maybe you are a pharmacist, whatever the job happens to be. Maybe you are unloading trucks. Whatever it happens to be, you do it with the right heart before God and it has eternal value. You know you cannot lose that time. It's not possible that becomes permanently yours. And in heaven, that translates into eternal rewards. You're better off trading what you can't keep to gain what you can't lose. Some people will trade what they wouldn't have lost if they kept it and buy things they can't keep no matter how much they want them or what they trade to buy it. That's foolishness. Don't do that. Always consider things from an eternal perspective. Because that eternal perspective will tell you what is worth buying and what is worth selling. It will tell you how to redeem your time. And if you redeem it, you can't lose it. Amen? If you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, and you don't know where you're going to go when you die, simply pray, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I receive you as my Savior. Thank you for loving me so much that you died for me, so I can have eternal life with you. Amen.